There's a relatively new phrase in media I've been following called quiet quitting. So instead of just walking off the job and putting in your notice, you show up and do the absolute minimum, maybe not even that much. Uh, You just do what's necessary to not be fired, and that's it. I had some friends who work in the mental health area, and rather than quiet quit, they hard quit, they walked away, because they said people don't want to be well. They just want to be enabled and confirmed in, in their maladies. Why do I bring this up? Because of the gospel here today. This poor man has been sick for 38 years, and really nothing has happened. And he says to him, do you want to be well? Why does our Lord do that? Well, I think St. John records it in the Gospel this way because it's a lesson about how to cooperate with God's grace. There are people who complain that God really doesn't do anything in their lives. And some people just stop showing up. They hard quit. Now, the two largest growing religious groups in the United States are former Catholics and none of the above. People who identify with no religion at all. But at least they've taken a stand. What concerns me are the people who quiet quit on God. They show up on Sundays. They sit there for 39 minutes fidgeting. They put one hand out to get the liturgical participation trophy. They put the envelope in the basket. And then they run out of the building like it's on fire. Even when Father asks them not to. And then they don't think about God at all until they say, oh my goodness, look at the time. We have to get ourselves over to do the thing on Sunday. That's quiet quitting on God. God can't work with people like that. You give them no opportunity. So finally, the man was able to get in touch with his desire for God, which the quiet quitters really won't do. And he says, all right, get up. Do the thing that you thought was impossible, but now it is possible for you because you let yourself desire my help, desire it enough to ask for it and to wait on me. Rise. And then he says, take up your mat. And that's curious. Why is that important? The mat was a badge of his shame for so long that the illness had defeated him And now the mat is a reminder of what God had done for him. So very much like the cross, the cross was a terrible badge of shame. And our Lord, because of his love and obedience, turned it into a reminder and even an instrument of victory. And he says, walk, go live a new life. Don't think of yourself as the poor me who's crippled. Think of, the one, think of yourself as the one to whom God had given a victory. And then he seals a deal and he says, look, you are well. Do not sin anymore. This is so important for us, especially during Lent. We think that going to confession is like going to the courthouse to get our record expunged. And then we can just go on with ordinary life as if nothing happened. Our Lord tells us that what is to be feared It's not persecution, not sickness, not even death, but sin. We have some thinking to do today. 
We have an examination of conscience on our to-do list today. Please let it be at the top of the list. And that's something that we get around to as we fall asleep tonight. Have I quiet quit on God? Have I quiet quit on God? Do I merely go through the most minimal motions? Or do I let myself experience the desire for God? So that I will allow God to work in me. To enable me to do things that I assume that I could never do. To turn my shame into victory. And finally, to allow my conversion to become irrevocable. So that I may enter through the narrow gate to see the face of God and live. May God's holy name be praised now and forever.